Welcome to the Returning to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Michelle Leonard. Here, we're leading people to cultivate joy through storytelling. We hope listening will reveal pathways to unlocking the healing power of connection so that you can see your relationships and the world around you transformed from fractured into flourishing. I'm really excited for this podcast episode. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about vulnerability and vulnerability's relationship to our ability to experience intimacy with the Lord and connection with other people, as well as vulnerability being a key piece in experiencing strength and wholeness. And for this episode, I felt like it was I had to ask like Chandler to be a part of this because Chandler Merritt, um, she embodies vulnerability beautifully. Chandler Merritt is the administrative shepherd for Wildfire Network and also for Returning to Joy. And she is a key piece to the team. I can't see how we function as team together and how we do what um, what God's called us to do without her. Her role is crucial and we need not only the work that she contributes to the great to the work that we're doing, but we need her personhood. And so I'm asking Chandler, I asked Chandler to come in on this episode and do this episode with me because I believe that her simply being behind the microphone will help you get something about vulnerability that you haven't gotten before. Because let's be honest, vulnerability is a topic that a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. And so there can be a question of, man, do you add any more you know, noise to that conversation. And something that I'm learning right now is, yeah, because there's a value to what each of us have to wit have to bear witness to and see about and say about an experience. Mm -hmm. And Chandler, Chandler's perspective on vulnerability is not just a perspective with words, but it is an embodiment. It is her and how she carries herself and who she is. And so if you're listening to this episode, I know that you're going to be so thoroughly blessed by this conversation. I'm blessed because I actually hugely prefer having a dialogue or interviewing style podcast. And so I get to do that today with Chandler. And um, so Chandler, thank you so much for being on this podcast episode. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get to do this and very honored that you would even ask me to. So thank you. Of course. Of course. Well, Chandler, I know that not only do you function in that role as administrative shepherd for Wildfire Network and, and Return to Joy, but you've you've led a, a ministry before called mm-hmm. Backstitch. And Backstitch was this beautiful place where women who were experiencing depression and anxiety could show up in an intimate environment and just be. They Mm -hmm. could express where they were at. They could um, experience fellowship and even being able to tangibly make something with their hands. And specifically, you guys were making blankets, um, sometimes fleeces that I loved the aspect of. Then afterwards, you guys would give to the homeless, Mm -hmm. which is so beautiful. But I want to know, like, tell Start us off by just telling us why the name Backstitch. Why did you why did you choose that name? Yeah, that was something that early on when I was deciding that I even wanted to do this or that the Lord was calling me to do this, that I struggled with for a while trying to come up with a name and was kind of searching and searching and felt this prompting of the Lord to be like, look, what is the strongest stitch? 
And so I looked it up and um, many sewers and craft ladies out there, they know that it's the backstitch. And so I was looking into like, okay, well, what is a backstitch? Because the funny thing is I led a group of people on making blankets when I didn't know how to even really sew. So had to look up even what that meant of what is a backstitch. And the backstitch is basically where you sew forward a few stitches and then you stitch backwards and then continue going forward. So it's this idea of reinforcing um, a a line that you're sewing like Mm. continually as you're going out. And I just thought that that was this really beautiful image of what, like honestly, what healing looks like Mm. of going forward, going forward. And part of that healing process is having one, the willingness to be vulnerable, to go back and to either relive past pain or process through past pain um, that you can't, you, you can't go forward until you go back. And it is, it's a hard thing, but it's, it's something that is very needed and necessary in order to have a full level of healing. Um, you can't move forward unless you understand what's come, like what's happened or what's come before. And so that idea of going back and processing through things with the Lord and being willing to be vulnerable and to experience pain again, because um, that's a big part of vulnerability is not just mm-hmm. opening yourself up to um, hidden or secret areas of your life, but it's also like mm. maybe having to experience pain as well. Yeah, yeah. And so being willing and to be able to go back and, and to do those things and seeing the beauty in that. And cause it's, that is also another thing is that it's not just a, you're going back five stitches. It's you're going forward two or three, you go back one, you go forward two or three and you come back one. And yeah, you're always moving forward and just refortifying those areas that need to be fortified and everything. So, yeah. That's really good, Chandler. That's really good. I I think that was said so beautifully. And you said something that I didn't even expect for it to just grab me um, the way it did. But I I don't know if I've thought about vulnerability before as not necessarily just the willingness to be exposed, Mm -hmm. to to share, to let in, um, to let people see hard places. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, that really hit me what you said about vulnerabilities is also this willingness to experience pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, if you think about any time that you have to undergo some form of a like a medical procedure or anything mm-hmm. like that and they have to put you under and your your body's being opened and exposed so that they can go in and do the healing and stuff. But yeah. the reality of that is that, one, if there wasn't the wonder that is anesthesia, like that would be an incredibly painful process having to like live through yeah. surgery. But then even the afterwards of that, like there's still a level of healing you even have to do after you've opened yourself up and you've been stitched back up. Like you have to like kind of recover from that. And that's one of the things that like from what I understand of when you're even trying to like under, if you know that you're getting ready to undergo some form of like surgical Mm -hmm. operation is that, okay, part of that is that I'm going to have to be experiencing pain afterwards yeah, or during, depending upon what procedure or whatever is it that is going on. And I think it is sometimes easy to just see it. Okay. No, I am going to be vulnerable because 
sometimes that is just, oh, I'm going to be willing to share something with somebody mm-hmm. that yeah. um, they may not know that is a hard thing for me. And sometimes that can be well-received. And even in times where it is well-received, like you're still sharing something that is a hard place and is something that is hard and is a lot of the times like hurtful and painful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I love that so much is because even just for myself, like just naturally I'll think, okay, yeah, I'm going to be vulnerable about this or I'm, I'm, you know, exposing myself in this area. And I, I lean more so on thinking about the courage it takes to just be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm heavily thinking, all right, I can do this. I can be vulnerable. I have courage. That's a strength for me. I mm-hmm. have courage. But then after the fact, maybe once I've been hurt, you know, um, I'm just thinking about in relationships with people where like, man, I gave so much of my heart in that situation or I let I like I I love deeply there. Mm-hmm. Like I was very vulnerable with that person or I was vulnerable with my team and I, I let a, a piece of it, I made a piece of myself available to them. Mm-hmm. I did the courageous thing. Right. But then in the backside, once there's been pain, because maybe I've been let down mm-hmm. or maybe that was harder a- afterwards. Once you've done it, you realize even if some people did an amazing job of responding, there's still sometimes that like residual pain of mm-hmm. I did that. Oh, my gosh. And that actually that actually is almost feels re-traumatizing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like reliving it. Yeah. And so I don't think I have thought as much about that when you make the decision to be vulnerable you're not only making a decision to step out courageously, but you're mm-hmm. also maybe like, uh, you know, premeditated. You're, you're also going in knowing I'm also right now in this moment choosing to be willing to experience pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I, I'm hearing that is beneficial for myself even of just, man, that's the piece, the component I need to add to is thinking about. I'm making a choice. I'm exposing myself to the potential to experience pain again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why lots of people, like they aren't willing to do it. Mm. And because they know that this isn't, this isn't something that they either want to experience or they might not be ready to. And I think that's also another important part of that is that being vulnerable doesn't mean that you have to share everything all at once. Mm -hmm. Like, Typically, that looks like, okay, I'm going to share this little specific part because that's all that I can handle, like mm-hmm. either opening up to this person about or opening up to the Lord about or processing that right now. Because, I mean, like they say in Trek, like ogres are like onions. Everything has layers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the healing process is like that, too, like, which I think is one of those things that like, I know that they when they talk about the process for healing, it feels like this cyclical nature where it's yeah. like you're going forward and then it feels like you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. And that going backwards, it, it's not a like a negative going backwards. Like with a backstitch, it's a you're fortifying an area. Yeah. Like you're going back so that you can make that area stronger so that you can continue going mm-hmm. so that like the two pieces of fabric don't just fall apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, you can just sew a stitch in one line from like beginning to end straight yeah. and it it can stay together but it's those back stitches that it's like that's what gives it the strength and resilience to be able to like withstand a lot of different things that would cause it to weather yeah um, that yeah you just wouldn't have if you just if you weren't if you didn't do those like f- different fortifying areas yeah, and stuff i definitely hear resiliency being built mm-hmm. there and what mm-hmm. you're saying and and i i, I think for sure 
the times in, in thinking about that intimacy piece, the vulnerability that leads to a deeper intimacy, or we could say even resiliency in relationships, mm-hmm. even thinking about the relationship with Christ. Anytime that I've gone back to a, to a place of pain with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, to a place that, that had hurt and maybe even residually was like still hurting when he was present with me in that space um, and validated my pain, which I, which I love that that word validate means mm-hmm. to give the right to feel pain. Mm-hmm. And so when he would validate that space of, of pain, it only strengthened my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And then I could continue forward. How would you say that? Can you, can you give us some examples to ways in which um, ways that you, you went back to places of pain for yourself mm-hmm. and how that strengthened move your, your forward progress. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of one of the most recent examples of that is me and my husband, we kind of worked through some different marital, like, um, like troubles and traumas over the past few years and during COVID and everything that, um, it's been probably two years since we've been in that space and our marriage has only grown exponentially since then. But there's been times where I've recognized that I thought that I had fully healed from something or that like, oh, this hadn't bothered me before mm-hmm. and realized that there actually were deeper levels of healing that I needed to experience in different areas. Um, one specific area is that um, one thing that had been an issue for us was this not feeling like I could fully express a need or a want. Mm. And that's not an issue anymore. Like that is mm-hmm. something that I feel safe doing, but there's been times where either out of frustration or not even frustration, it was just a something that reminded me of a way that our relationship had been before or that he had acted to me before in the past would trigger me in a way that I would then revert back. It was almost kind of like a level of life, like almost like PTSD. Mm. Um, and was realizing, okay, there's something there that obviously is not, is not fully healed. I need to circle back and to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I didn't want to, cause we had been doing so well for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I knew that opening, opening back the curtain on those meant that there was going to be old feelings that I'd felt during a really traumatic time in my life that I wasn't ready to feel again. Yeah. And it took me a while before. I was ready to be like, okay, Lord, like I am ready to go back and to look at those and to be able to process through. Cause part of that was having to realize there were lies that I was telling myself. There was reminders that I needed to remind myself that like, no, Luke's not that same person anymore. Hmm. Um, I'm not that same person anymore. We're not in those same situations. Like having to retell my brain and reprocess through, like I need, I can't recognize that these things aren't true anymore by not going back and looking at the mm. past to, to be able to see the difference between it. And I that was really hard because yeah. when, if you're looking back at something where you've experienced pain before, even if it has been years, like it's not something that you can just look back on and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I can look at that. like fully detached. Yeah. Um, and it's something that like, you like lingers and you carry with you and, it's something that I, as I know, as life continues to go on, like whenever there's like a death of a loved one or um, 
a traumatic experience like what I had experienced with my husband. Like, there's going to be continual times where I know that, okay, there's an area there that needs to be fortified because that's not fully healed. Mm. And part of that means you got having to go back and re-experience that loss again or re-experiencing yeah. that trauma, um, which thankfully does get easier as time goes on. The more that we relive something, the more that we can see it through the lens that isn't ours and see it through the lens that is the Lord's. Mm, that's good. Um, which does help it that to feel more like a safe space. Yeah. Because... Typically, he'll when you go back and look at things, you can see where the Lord was in different areas. Mm-hmm. Like a part of my testimony that I've shared before was during elementary school, I was heavily bullied for not being good at sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a school where that was the big thing. And because I wasn't, my entire grade like severely bullied me for it. And I always questioned like, Lord, where were you during that time? And there was a girl that I that when I look back later in life that I recognize that the Lord's mercy was not stopping them, but was sending me a a friend that was able to be able to stand up for me in ways that I couldn't. And Mm. there were times and periods where we weren't friends. Like we didn't get along, but during that time period, she was like one of the only friends that I had. And I didn't even make that correlation until like maybe a year or two ago. And that's when I was 10. Mm. Um, so it does get easier every time yeah. you go back and relook at it. But then you also can see where the Lord was and he helps to not make it rosy and to make it okay, mm-hmm. but you can see it with clear lenses and see it through a perspective that's not yours and can see more truth that's of what was actually happening behind the scenes or things that you weren't aware of or how that plays into a bigger story or um, I think that's a key, one of the, the key things with vulnerability is like kind of what you were saying is that one validating that pain, but then also there's some level of understanding that you have to come to at some point to have healing, whether that understanding is that it's just a part of your story or that the Lord's showing you where he was understanding, not necessarily meaning the understanding why it happened, but yeah. understanding the truth of what was actually going on in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What you're saying, like seeing what you're not seeing, like just, I, I hear a lot in that you're, you're saying many things, um, good things. I think one of the things that I want to point out and then have you ex- expound on mm-hmm. is one, I'm, I'm loving the language of like fortifying, like that mm-hmm. word every time you say it just really strikes me of, of, of fortifying areas, um, even just from your past. So you can you can continue to go forward, but in strength. Mm-hmm. I, I, Cause I think sometimes we can overemphasize just moving on going forward, mm-hmm. which I think is where we get in, in our walking with Christ in the Christian faith, where you can just, where it's like, just memorize truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, not, not saying here that memorizing scripture, telling yourself the truth is bad. Those are good things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes as a, as a crutch to not go there and be vulnerable with the Lord, to not go there and be vulnerable with other people or even with ourselves and admit Mm -hmm. we've had pain, admit there's, there's some fracturedness within our soul. Mm -hmm. We just stick a bandaid of saying, no, 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 but I know I'm a child of God. No, 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 no. But I, but I know that the Lord is with me and Mm -hmm. we're, we're using truth statements and truth to Mm bandaid woundings of the past. So we don't have to go there Mm -hmm. instead of going there with the Lord and said, so that those truths, those things that are true can actually be fortified, Mm -hmm. which is not a bandaid. I hear, Mm -hmm. I hear 
two separate yeah. things going on there of like, no, you're talking about fortification. You're talking about like, which mm-hmm. I don't know, like a, a, a something that that can't be torn down easily mm-hmm. versus, yeah, just um, efforts to patch up. Mm-hmm. An image that comes to my brain a lot. I don't know the term for it, but I know that in Japanese pottery, there's a style of pottery where mm. when um, a piece of pottery breaks, they piece it back together. But where that crack was, it's lined and it's basically mended in gold. Mm. So you can see where that crack is, but it's this thing of beauty. And so I typically, like, whenever I think of those things, if I'm going in and fortifying an area, you don't mm. fortify an area that you're strong in. You fortify an area that either is painful or that you're weak in. Mm. I imagine being this piece of pottery that's been broken, but like the Lord's going in and fortifying it with cement, Um, like something that can't be broken. And that is an area of strength because it's not, it's an area that I know that when I return back to, I have to rely on the Lord in Mm. that when I'm in that space, any good that comes out of that situation is not of me. It's obviously the Lord. So I'm actually stronger in those areas because I'm, more fully dependent upon the Lord mm. or I'm more fully dependent upon his perspective in an area because yeah. I know that I can't see it clearly or speak to it clearly. And so um, and it, as another thing that I typically say a lot too is that something that I'll struggle with is that my heart and my head don't believe the same thing. Mm. And kind of what you're saying of those band-aids of like, this is truth and my head knows that, but my heart doesn't. Mm. And Sometimes it does take wrestling with the Lord to be able to get your heart to understand that. And that's something that I know that I struggle with, too, is that allowing yourself to be vulnerable with the Lord and to be able to process through things. Because that's also something, too, is you're not just being vulnerable for vulnerability's sake. Yeah, yeah. You're being vulnerable so that you can process through to get to the other side. Mm. And I feel like that's either something that's not done, you're just— you're vulnerable and you open up, but then you don't actually move forward Mm. or you're not actually like you're not allowing the Lord to be able to speak into a situation or allowing a person that you're opening up to, to be able to speak into a situation. And it does take some wrestling and Mm. that's the part that I don't like. I hate conflict, Mm. not just conflict with people. Apparently I hate conflict with the Lord because It's hard for me to be able to say, Lord, I don't understand, and I'm a little angry with you at, with something that this happened. And being vulnerable is something that's scary, and it's something that I know that the Lord sees and He understands and He knows the strength that it takes to be vulnerable. And just like the Lord creates a safe space for us to be vulnerable, I think it's also important for us to create a safe space for other people to be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. Um because if that safe space is ruined, I, there's, you're not going to want to return back to it. Yeah. The yeah. only way that you can return I, is knowing that this is a safe space that I know that I've come back to before and healing's happened. Or I've come back to before and there's been fortification. Or mm. I've come back to before and there's been understanding. Mm. It's that kind of that idea that like pain but also joyful things are being like entwined together. and. Yeah. That is an important part of it because it, yeah. it's the, it's something that helps to center you and ground you of like the, okay, I've been here before. I know what's at the other end of that. And I've come out on the other end of that better. not yeah. f- Maybe not fully healed or fully arrived. Thankfully, the Lord doesn't expect us to ever fully arrive. Yeah. But um, 
to know that like we can come out on the other side of this stronger than we were before. And we may come back again, but we know what that space looks like. And it's not as scary of a place as we remembered it being. Yeah, man, that's good, Chandler. That's really good. I I smiled big as, as about halfway through you talking because I was like, oh, my gosh. I so hear in that a changing of the narrative. Like now I could I can almost like see this visual mm-hmm. of every single one of those places where there was this backstitch happening for fortification. Mm-hmm. A new story began mm-hmm. like those spaces were once places that if you would have looked back on those little markers would have been stories of just pain, stories of just trauma, mm-hmm. stories of just loss. Every one of those spots were painful because something you lost something. Yeah. Whether that was you lost something about yourself, mm-hmm. you lost something and you lost a relationship, you lost. Um, yeah, there's just loss there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hear in every time fortification was allowed that something was actually being recovered. Something mm-hmm. was actually being added to. Mm-hmm. I hear the opportunity for a new storyline for mm-hmm. a narrative change. So now when you look back at those moments, you're not just thinking about what was lost, but you're thinking about, I, I think I was hearing you say, looking back and, and knowing, all right, I've been here before and I know the other times that I've been here, mm-hmm. this has been this has been a safe space. And the other times when I've been here, healings happened. The other times mm-hmm. when I've been here, I, I've um, I've recovered. Uh, I've I've come away with a greater value for myself. When other times when I've been here, mm-hmm. I've I've come away with a greater respect for um, and trust in what God's doing, and yeah. and I've come away with a greater actually a greater trust in other people. That are in my life and not less, you know, mm-hmm. like I just I hear some beautiful narrative change opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things, even just thinking of that, like the whole idea of something being restored, like yeah. the word stories in that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a word person. So, like, don't come at me if that's not like the true <laughs> actual definition of what that means. But I think that that is a cool thing, like something being restored. It, there's, there is a new story that's being written in that. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. Chandler, this was amazing. And I mm-hmm. cannot imagine anyone not being blessed by this time that we've had together. You are incredible. And this is it's it's so clear that this is something that the Lord's deeply done in your life. This is not something that you just talk a good game about. This is something that you've lived and you continue mm-hmm. to live. And so I thank you for that, because you just living this out is blessing other people. I know it does for us every single time you walk into a room. Um you you give permission for people to show up like mm. as themselves and in that space of showing up you also you are also giving permission for the lord to be great in that space and for him to heal restore and do beautiful things within people and so thank you so much for that and i thank you so much for being on this episode mm, thank you for having me and thank you for saying that any good that's come out of that is only glory can be given to God because <laughs> that's not my natural inclination. So thank you. Hey, you spoke beautifully. Thank you <laughs> so much. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I am deeply grateful. I hope this episode resonated with you. And if it did, help us out by sharing this episode and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Most importantly, reach out to let me know how you're engaging with this episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in the future. 
you can connect with us on social media or get in touch with me directly at Gabrielle at returning to joy.com to share your heart. I'll see you in two weeks for a new episode.